What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives. What's up, everybody? Welcome to, again to Words of Wisdom Podcast. Again, my name is Jennifer Brienne, and I am your podcast host. If this is your first time joining me, thank you. I appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you. I uh, appreciate you. And if you are returning, I appreciate you as well. Please leave me a review, um, um, a rating, uh, share a friend with a friend, be a friend, you know, because this may be something that someone in your life needs to hear about. Um, and I think it's important. So last week, uh, we talked about communication and we talked about, uh, communicating, uh, with different people, different types of relationships in your life. And this week, what we're focusing on, we're diving a little deeper, um, from what we talked about last week into this week, more specifically focusing on your intimate partners or significant others. And the reason why I use the term intimate partners and significant others is because you can be intimate, like physically intimate with someone and they not be, you know, a significant other. And I think the same is true that like you could have a significant other that you're not actually intimate with. And one of the things that I believe makes this a reality for us is the fact that, you know, communication is a huge proponent of that. And so one of the things I think about when I think about this is we have to talk about like the nature of the relationship. And as I was preparing this podcast, I had to think about like, man, the the world is flooded. Oh my gosh, like flooded with information, tips, tricks, how to's, um, seminars, podcasts, webinars, Facebook groups, uh, random people telling you how to work your relationship. There are countless amount of sources and resources that tell you how to be in a relationship, how to make a man love you in 30 days, how to get a woman of this caliber, or all of these different relational things that really have nothing to do with your relationship. And so my main goal today is to point you back to your relationship. Like I want you to think about um, the relationship that you have with your intimate partner or with your significant other and prayerfully those people are that person is the same person. Um, so when we're thinking about like relational communication, we're thinking about intimacy, that is a closer, um, deeper, richer, uh, more wide aspect of communication where you allow somebody into the depths of your heart, into the depths of your soul. You allow them to know your secrets, your faults, your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities. And the degree to which you are vulnerable with someone is the degree to which you will reap from the side of intimacy uh, that you can experience with someone. And I think that is the beauty of what makes a relationship a relationship. If you are able to be vulnerable, if you are able to be open, if you are able to identify, to ask questions in that safe space, then I believe that is what opens the door to allow the other person to go deeper into your heart, deeper into your soul, deeper into your mind. And you have to communicate those things. Now, the issue is um, <laughs> the issues come in rather when people feel like they are being more vulnerable or more sharing or more caring or more open than the other person is, or there's a misunderstanding of how that type of communication is uh, shared. For instance, 
uh, one of the things that I love about Dr. Gary Chapman is he breaks down communicative love into five languages. If you've ever read the five love, five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman, he talks about the different aspects of how we communicate that we love someone else. He talks about physical touch, words of affirmation, uh, gift giving, acts of service, and quality time. So if you have taken that test, um, you probably already know how you rank and you know how you should communicate. And if you have not taken that test in a while, I highly admonish that you go back and retake that test. The reason why is because not only can you find out about yourself, but you can find out about your significant other and the changes that you have in this part of your life. One of the most interesting things that I've come to understand with taking the love language quiz is the fact that my love languages change in season. So if you just took the test once and you're like, oh yeah, my thing is quality time. Well, what what is your most love need right now? Like what is the thing that you need most from your significant other like right now? Maybe in another season or the other past time when you took the test, it was quality time. But perhaps it's not quality time. Perhaps it's physical touch because they're, they've been busy working. Y'all been, you know, going around with the kids or you've been busy serving in the community. Maybe this is a busy time for you academically in your career professionally and so you haven't had that intimate cuddling time and so your your love need your love tank has grown empty in this area and so I think it's something that's important to do um like like pretty consistently when I say consistently maybe annually maybe once every six months if your relationship is is having some issues maybe that's some uh, uh foundational point that's like okay maybe my love needs aren't being met or as Dr. Gary Chapman uh, makes known to the rest of us, perhaps that person, that significant other, is not communicating in a way that you want to be uh, communicated to, or you are not, you yourself are not communicating to in a way that that other person wants. So again, let's focus on our relationship. Don't think about you know what other people do or what other people say. Wisdom is awesome. Don't get me wrong. We all need it. That's why we're here. We are trying to get the wisdom principle in all matters. Hashtag However, I think it's most important that we recognize that we can't do this without our other person. Uh, this week, I, I found myself studying um, what it means to leave, uh, leave your mother and father, leave your family and cleave to your wife. That whole paradigm of uh, dissecting yourself from what you've known to becoming one with another person. And I started looking up the definition of the number two. And in Hebrew, the number two, it has a, a dichotomous hashtag, no pun intended, but it has a dichotomous meaning, meaning that um, it can represent union. It represents relation. It represents group. And the Bible also says that it's where the blessing of unity has been commanded. And so where there are two, there is a union and there's one thing that they come together on. The Bible also talks about how can any two walk together unless they be agreed. And so the agreement is the part of the union that brings those two together. Now, what we like to do in our culture is we like to make sure that we agree on multiple things before we come into union. And not that there's any 
anything wrong with that. But I think we have to also be realistically understanding that people change. Not only do people change, but those values, those um, those thoughts and those ideologies that you may have entered your relationship with change with circumstances and time. And uh, one of the things that my friend brought to my attention in a conversation yesterday was context. Contextually, um, things look a lot different. And this is an example that uh, was shared with me. A lot of people try to be back and forth, left or right on issues like rape or issues like abortion. Well, abortion in the context of rape looks very different in abortion in the context of like behind the back alley. Those are two very different contexts that make that very same thing of abortion look very different. And I think that we live in a world that, you know, tries to fixate us in a lot of boxes and to make us fix, uh, think and fix and think our mind on certain ways of doing and being. But in your relationship, cutting out the rest of the world, cutting out the opinions of others and getting to know your partner, you have to be able to communicate uh, what they need and how it is how it is that you need what you need. One of the things that I found pretty consistently in any of my relationships actually is the success or failure of those relationships depends on my ability first to communicate what I need, my ability to deliver what it is the other person's need, and then the ability to adapt when those needs and desires changes, right? So that's where I want this conversation to go today. Let's focus on in our relationships, thinking about um, communicating what we need, communicating um being able to deliver communicatively what the other person in the relationship needs and then adapting to the changes. So um, this was not an intimate partner or a significant other relationship, but I had an encounter uh, that really made me assess these three principles. And one of the things that I think is important in when you're reflecting on your life and, you know, cycling in and out of different relationships, you know, you have to study yourself. And I, and I noticed these consistent themes, um, as this relationship recently cycled out of my life. One of the things, um, was that I asked myself, like, did I communicate what I needed out of that relationship? Was I able to deliver what was needed from me in that relationship? And did we continue to adapt to change and grow throughout the changes that were needed in that relationship? And I was not able to definitively answer yes on all of those questions. So when you think about those questions, like they can get very detailed, like you can spend like one argument and hopefully in, so in my relationship, I don't call things an argument we we have uh discussions we don't you know we typically disagree because we're human but let's not let's not you know put the negative term of arguing because arguing is like a point jockey we don't want that we want to discuss we want to be open-minded we want to see the other uh, perspective and we want to reach a place of compromise and, and we want to reach a place of collaboration not competition so we we have discussions in all of my relationships like no no no, let's discuss this let's sit down and let's lay out the facts let me let me hear your feelings let me hear your heart and I'm gonna hear yours I'm not gonna interrupt you I'm not gonna be rude you know I'm gonna finish you know my thoughts I'm gonna gather my thoughts you know or I'm gonna let you know that I need a little minute or those are some things that I do in my particular relationships um However, um, 
I forgot kind of where I was going with that because I think that's so important that you make sure that you are not positioning your person, your significant other as the issue. A lot of times we are not taught how to communicate through conflict and we make the person the subject of the issue when actually it's the issue that we should be putting on the table. It's it's the problem that's arisen, not the personhood of the per, of the person that's, that you want to come together and solve that problem with. So just make sure that you are doing that small communicative in your relationships because it is so very vital and so very 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 important but back to my point um you have to be sure that um when you're having the conversation with your significant other about those three principles that you are mindful that you may hear something that you don't like that they may say something that you thought actually that you were doing really well in and in fact it's not reaching them at all your efforts what you think is a big deal they're not moved by at all so you have to make sure that like when you hear that uh, feedback and we won't call it negative feedback because it's not negative if you take the feedback and you apply their suggestions then you will see um, a different level of love and response and a fire kind of reignite uh, from your relationships but nonetheless um if you just sat down with your significant other and your intimate partner and you said you know um have I clearly communicated to you my desires for what I need out of this relationship? And if they're not able to give a clear answer, then don't make it their fault, right? Like, don't don't be like, oh, see, you don't ever listen to me. You don't ever, this is your fault. Like, I've said this to you a million times. Well, you may have said it a million times, but you didn't say it a million times the right way that it resonated with them. You didn't say it a million times in the right communicative way that helped to register that information so that they could be informed to act the way and do the things that you want so there needs to be a million and first time where you recommunicate this where you'd say okay how can I help you to understand what it is that I need from my relationship? And then also, one thing I think is important, this is a tip that I do in my life as well, before I approach relationships, I clearly define the boundaries. I clearly define my expectations. I clearly align like, okay, we're talking about intimate partners and significant others. So they're like at the core, they're in their holies of holies as far as your hearts. But like, are you going to be like a friend? Are you going to be an associate? Are you going to be like, oh, somebody I check on in every once to six months you know what is the the pattern and the flow of this relationship sometimes relationships you know typically like just kind of evolve in time you get to enjoy the person more or you work with them so you're kind of forced or coerced in some way uh, to share a space and then you grow through that space to know and to learn and to love that person but if you know these are not so uh clearly defined uh relationships then you know you really have to sit and take a moment and say okay um what does this person's role look like in my life and how can I clearly communicate that to them because I've also found this back to our significant other and intimate partner relationship conversation uh that I mentioned previously um people get their feelings hurt in relationships a lot because they don't clearly define what the expectation of the person's role is in their life. So they demand a level of needs being met that that person never signed up for. It's the classic example of a guy who says he's dating. 
So the girl thinks that she's exclusively dating her when in fact he's dating four, five, six, seven other women. And, you know, to each his own, you can decide if you think that's morally, ethically right or wrong. But what happened was a communication flaw. If he would have said, I am dating, I am not in a serious, committed relationship, I am not exclusively dating you, so feel free to date other people, then they wouldn't have had that issue. But she is probably putting an emotional demand um on him that he's not able to fulfill because he got seven other women in his life. And so I think it's so important that we communicate first those desires that we have for the people that are in our life. Because how can you, and I, and I, the statement came out of my mouth, uh, in, in a conversation and it's been so profound. Um, but how can you Tell somebody that they violated a boundary. They violated an expectation that you never set. How can you say that somebody has violated you or they've offended you, they've hurt you when you've never communicated that was a desire for them to fulfill? And if you feel that you have communicated and they still violated it, well, let's just check our, ourselves first. Did we communicate it in a way that it could be understood? Did we, did, or did we passively, aggressively, or tacitly assume that this knowledge was something that they should just know? Like, they should just know better. Like, no, no, no. Like, let's be clear. My apostle says it all the time, and I love it. Like, let's be clear and not partly cloudy. Again, let's be clear, not partly cloudy. Like, don't just assume that people know what you're thinking. And don't just assume because you have similar backgrounds, uh, similar upbringings, similar perspectives on, on different life issues that they think a certain way. And I think that we do that a lot. And that's how, again, that communication breach allows for um, broken hearts. It allows, it allows space for um, uh, hurt for expectations. So in order to avoid that, um, let's just be clear. Be upfront. There's no issue, you know with sharing what you really think and sharing what you really feel as a matter of fact i would even tell you that the more vulnerable you are in your relationships the more fulfilling they are if because i hear the i hear the brokenhearted girl you know i hear you saying girl bye like because i tried that and he hurt my feelings and blah 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 no 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 if you are vulnerable to the right people if the in intimate partners and significant others that are in your life have well-intended, um, right motives, great agendas, wish you nothing but the best, um, love to see you rise, gleam when you walk in, like they literally love you for who you are and they support you for where you're going. That's a very big difference in someone who has a different agenda or on our ulterior motive in mind so make sure that you keep that in mind when I say that because again I believe that in in the intimate spaces of our life and, I'm, and this is not a space that we're talking about that you share with everyone I think that we live in a very uh best friend and friend culture that misteaches us how to manage our relationships and what this is what I mean and that I know for a, a while uh, there was an era where everybody was your best friend oh hey best friend that's my best friend best friend best friend best friend but your best friend should have should be distinctive from all of your other friends but we also live in a society 
society where you can have 5,000 friends on Facebook. There's no way that you truly and genuinely have 5,000 friends who are in your life, who support you, who know you by first name, who know you by face and first name, and who are involved in your life. I don't believe like God designed our hearts for that level of capacity. So when we're talking about communicating, you have to be selective in those that you decide to be vulnerable to. And then when you are selective and you make great discerning decisions on sharing those intimate spaces, then you will be rewarded with beautiful and bountiful relationships. But like I said last week, do not fool yourself into thinking that those relationships don't take work because they do. Even with the right people, even at the right time, even in the right space with all the variables lined up, that is still another human who has their own thoughts, who has their own feelings, who has their own perspective on life that you have to respect and honor. And communication bridges the gap. Communication opens that door um, for you to enter into their world. So when we're thinking about, you know, have I communicated my desires? Let me ask you something. Have you? Are your desires in relationship being fulfilled? Or are you just tolerating their behavior or their actions or their inactions for whatever reason? The other thing that I said is, am I doing my job? Like, I can't hold you accountable to doing your job in this relationship, and I'm not doing my job. Have I met your needs? Do I feel like your needs have been clearly communicated to me? And if you're listening to this right now, and you are in one of these intimate partners, significant other relationships, and you thought, hmm, you know, I have a I have a general understanding of what they want, or I think I know what they might desire, then you need to go to your partner, and before there's an issue, before there's a violation, before before there's a breach, talk about it. Say, hey, listen, I was, you can put it on me. I'll totally take it because I know that if when you open the door for that conversation, if they haven't thought about it, it'll cause them to think about it. And if they have thought about it, then it will allow them an opportunity to share that and they will feel empowered and loved and they'll feel grateful and they might actually come back to my podcast. <laughs> so again, like if you have not visited that conversation with your loved one in a long time, I would highly suggest that you make today the day because Valentine's Day is coming up soon. And so love is in the air. Love is on people's minds. And so we need to talk about that. We need to assess and address anything that could cause this union um, to separate, to fall, um, to, you know, tear at the seams. I think a lot of times like, People don't understand that like divorce, separation, heartbreak, like those things aren't just like, they don't just happen. Like they don't just fall out of the sky. Now you do have the random instances where like the guy sends you up for the date, you know, you get all dressed up and then like he doesn't show or he doesn't come to the restaurant or he never calls you back, you know, or you have the random instances where like, you know, you fall to the your, the one night stand and you think that like, oh, he's going to call you the next day and he doesn't. And I don't want to be like uh, biased to men. It's just that I'm a woman. And so I relate. Um, however, excluding all of the extreme cases um those things don't just happen if you've really just been in an intimate partner significant other relationship and you've spent time getting to know someone you've invested time energy resources you know your effort whatever else um it matters you know that you think about those things and it also matters that you um consider the other person and you consider how did we get to this point if you're listening and you don't feel like you have a fulfilling relationship, um, 
figure out how you got there. Let let's let's backtrack. Let let's let's follow the the path of how we got here. Let's follow it backwards so we can see where did we not communicate those needs? Where did I not um do the thing or say the thing in the right way? Another one of um Dr. Gary Chapman's love languages is words of affirmation. And maybe you've been doing a lot of stuff, right? Like maybe you've been buying gifts, maybe you've been cooking dinner, maybe you've been making sure the house is clean, but he just wants to hear like, yo, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of how well you provide. I'm proud of like, you know, it. I don't know what your significant other, your intimate partner's love language is or, or how they need love to be communicated to them. But it's your job to make sure that you're fulfilling that role because you don't want their love tank empty you don't want anything that doesn't look like or resemble um your you all's union um because you guys are together and you want communication in that relationship to stay together to stay harmonious to stay in a a synchronization that keeps you flowing throughout life because there's so many other things going on in life and that's the last thing that you want the last thing you want is to make your loved one feel well not loved Um, And the last thing that I wanted to, you know, kind of hit on as far as those principles is um, what I I want to challenge you. I give you a challenge every week. I want to challenge you to be objective. Like if, you know, you're in these relationships and they don't, they're not fulfilling or some of those relationships, you put people in the wrong place. You've given them more responsibility than what they, what they can fulfill or what they even desire to fulfill. Or, um, you have friends that, you know, you trust and you can move them deeper or you haven't been as vulnerable. I want you to communicate with the people in your life that you're in relationship with. And I want you to find out more about them. And I want you to find out more about yourself. Like what does your love tank mean? in this season um I can be transparent and say like my love tank in this season I need support I'm in my doctor journey doctoral journey I am three semesters to being done with my coursework so I just need you to, to be supportive like I I really don't need a lot necessarily as far as quality time because I'm focused on doing a lot of research don't have necessarily a lot of time um your physical presence matters a lot to me, but at the same time, I also need to be understanding that, well, I do have work to do. So don't think that like all of my time is your time right now. So I need that patience. I need that understanding and I need that support because when I tap out like, and I'm tired, I just need to know that I'm, I'm working toward the thing that God's called me to do. And that encouragement and that extra strength continues to propel me on this journey. I don't know what it is that you need necessarily for your life, but that's what I want to challenge you with today. Because again, a lot of people get lost in the love and they get lost in remembering and reflecting on how long they've been together on, you know, all the things that they want to get done with their life. But I also think this is a good time to open up that door and to say, okay, like, what can we do better? How can we make this love grow so that by this time next year, we are totally unrecognizable to ourselves and we're passionately and and deeply and more richly in love and I think a lot of times people get comfortable um they they kind of go on a coast mode and um they don't they don't they don't keep working you know you know what the guy did to work to get her to once he has her like the hunt is kind of over and you know she stops demanding you know so much of him and then the love kind of gets into this mundane routine of of work and kids and blah 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 but that's boring that's boring and you deserve more like you deserve more for yourself you deserve more for your family or your future family and so 
give yourself that. Like, don't allow any area of your life to just go comfortable. Like, continue to grow, continue to expand, continue to uh, reach higher heights and deeper depths, even in your love. Um, because I think we live in a world that desires rich, strong, powerful, um, genuine love. And um, you, if you are blessed with the opportunity to have that, like, don't take that for granted. And so I hope that today I've helped you to communicate. I've helped you to see that communication is important and that that's what you need. Like you need to communicate um, those essential things. And if you open up the conversation and start there, um, it'll take you to a whole world unknown. Like it'll take you to really thinking about yourself, really thinking about your significant other and then um, doing something about it. You have been informed to act accordingly. And I'm not just saying you performing acts out of just because it's what they want you to do. But no, you form you 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 do these things because it's what make your partner happy. It's what make your partner uh, feel fulfilled. It makes them um, affirms them. It's a, it builds them up. It constructs them in the way that they need to for their individual and personal and professional lives. And that's what you want as a part of that role and in being in that intimate space. So. Um, don't take your job, don't take don't take the joy of that lightly because it is a joy and it is a privilege. And you have to think that that person that you're getting the opportunity to love, like they have a heart, they have a family, they have people that don't want to see them cry. They have people that want to see them win. And so you should treat them in their heart so with so much pride and so much joy. And I believe that if you do those things, like your love will, will go to different levels and different heights. So I wanted this to be a little atypical from all of the stuff that you we that we get flooded with as far as like um this is what you should do to get a man and this is how you keep a relationship and it's all your fault because you're not perfect enough or something's wrong with you like no there's probably nothing wrong with you you might be choosing the wrong people um but or you may not have selected the person that's for you at this place, but no, there's nothing wrong with you. Let's just try to communicate better. Let's try to communicate more effectively and more clearly. And if we can't come to an understanding through our best communicative efforts, then we out like, because what else will we agree on? What else are we coming into a union behind anything under that? I, I don't know so much about. So uh, I hope that this blessed you. I hope that you have learned something different and that you think on those three principles and that as love week as I like to call it continues um that you experience some of the greatest joys of love and of your life one last thing that I would like to add though is in considering all of these different things it might just be time to move some from some relationships perhaps you know the time has come where even with your best communicative self that you know <laughs> the season and direction and timing of life has changed and it's just time to move on. So um, maybe this love day, that's something that you need to come to grips with, whether it's with someone intimate, significant, a friend, an associate, there may be a job relation that you need to move on from, whatever the case may be, just assess your relationships, assess your communication in them, and then your communication efforts in them. And I believe that you'll see a lot of tremendous growth, happiness, Peace and joy and love in the Holy Spirit. So I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Please uh, like it up. Leave me a rating, a review, a voice message. Let me know if there's anything you want to talk about. And until next time, guys, peace, love, and hair grease.